0: on and welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. This is episode some such, 246 actually. And uh, my name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today uh, with and by John Jagger. I don't know why by, but you're with me. Hi, John.
1: Well, yeah, I'm by you in the window. Hello.
0: That's true. Uh, Bo's not yeah. here. Just us two. We're uh, two man in it because he had some stuff, so he's gonna uh, not be here tonight. But we're gonna get our get our way through this show uh, bowless, which is only scary if you are uh, an archer and you have no bow. And then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we miss him. We uh, we can't wait to see him again. We will soon. But uh, uh, tonight, nay. But there's a lot to talk about. In particular, the world of video games. And we're going to dive into it right now with this. John, I noticed something that uh, we should probably talk
1: about. Yeah, we should.
0: Uh, Fortnite seems to, I should say Fortnite and Epic, seem to really be laying into whatever relationship they have with uh, Disney and also Sony right now. And in particular, uh, on the Sony side, Kratos is coming to Fortnite. And Fortnite still a threat and thing to be reckoned with. In fact, one of us played a bunch of Fortnite. Hint, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm going to find out why John was playing Fortnite today. But um, anyway, Kratos is coming to Fortnite. And also on the Disney side, Disney slash uh, Art side, the Mandalorian himself and the child, we now know his name. Do we say it? Is that a spoiler? I don't know if, I don't, what's decorum I don't here. Think so. You don't think so? I mean it was only he has, s- he
1: has a name. You can What did they everybody think he didn't have a name before? Well, I think because the show went a season and a
0: half without saying anything about his name and now he suddenly has a name. I I've become and I know you you and I are about the same when it comes to spoilers. We're not you know, we're not spoiler Nazis and we don't We don't get that worked up over it. And in some cases you'll hear a thing and it makes me more excited about a thing. I actually really don't care about spoilers. I'm not a big deal for me, but somebody somewhere knows or somebody somewhere is going to be like, Oh, wait, they say what his name is in that episode. Don't tell me. I want to see it for myself. And I always get way overly sensitive to what those people are going to think or say. So I don't mind saying it because it reminds me of a dragon ball Z character. (laughs)
1: It does remind me of a Dragon Ball Z character.
0: So I'm just gonna say it's close.
1: So if you want to skip
0: this, just hit 30 seconds ahead right this second, okay? Okay, good. They're not here now. Then the the name of that thing is Grogu. Yep. Grogu. Uh, How do you how do you feel? It's like finding out it's Cosmo Kramer a little bit. How do you feel about Grogu?
1: You know, it's weird. It's weird to all (laughs) of a sudden have a name attached Uh to it, but it's fine. That's a great little baby name. I mean It's Star Warsy too, right? What's very, a Yoda? You yeah, know, like exactly. there was a time where we were like, okay, you know, people gotta people gotta grow into their names. So I, I agree. And it's things
0: very things. Star Wars, so I don't have a problem with it at all. It's it's not all that different to me than saying somebody's name is like Mace Randar or freaking any of those dumb names that you could just take words and mix up, and there suddenly you have a Star Wars name. Yeah. So it isn't Count Dooku. There you go. You just want to, to remind
1: you, we live in a world where you take Count Dooku seriously.
0: <laughs> oh, I still have a hard time taking Dooku seriously. But yes, your
1: main villain in the entire series is Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> Sheev. Just oh right, we just found that out not long ago. Sheev. So just you know. It you, it's all in what you do with it. Yep. He's still a cute little baby. You can still call him Baby Yoda, though there's going to be people who are jerks and correct you for it. Yep. And there's still going to be people that just call him the child. Yeah. And that's fine. Too.
0: The child is accurate. Baby Yoda is probably the least accurate, but I don't have a problem with somebody saying it. And now the official title is Grogu. We do not have a last name. Looking forward to that one day. Perhaps he will be called Grogu... Gun meat dart. Oh, Meat Cleaver. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Meat Cleaver is pretty good. Yeah.
1: I mean, we know the Mandalorian's name. Everybody still calls him the Mandalorian.
0: That's true. Because it's much cooler than what's his name. It's like three but not or something like that. What is it?
1: <laughs> dinjarin.
0: Dinjarin. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Is it Dinjarin or Dinjarin? Dinjarin.
1: Okay. But it's spelled with a quiet D at the end.
0: Okay. I kind of like Din... Din
1: dindirin <laughs> that was yeah dindirin
0: and uh yeah i don't know if yoda ever had a last name either and maybe they don't they're a, they're a species without last names i have no idea um,
1: uh he did it was lay Le- Yo-
0: shut up <laughs> that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard we have to end the show now we can't be here anymore <laughs> I messed that joke up. It was really dumb, and I
1: messed it up on top of it. It's hard to do because you can't
0: remember Yoda, Leahy Who. You know, you should remember it's like from the South uh, trailer park boys. Think of Jim Leahy and then start with Leahy. So Leahy Who. Leahy Who. That was really terrible. Thanks, everybody. It's been a good run, and uh, (laughs) we'll start a new podcast soon. Don't worry. Anyway, yeah, uh, he's in it, and here's how it works. Mandalorian runs around and shoots stuff, uh, you know the way you do in, in Fortnite, And, uh, the, and I assume he can, um, ha- fly further or do some more higher jumps or something. Cause he's got that jetpack. There's gotta be something with that.
1: No, you play as him. Yeah. Well, so he's he, in there too.
0: Well, if you do, Oh, do you play as you do play as him, right? Like well,
1: he, sort of, so he's a skin. So if you buy the battle pass for this season of Fortnite, yeah. you get the Mandalorian skin. Okay. Um, And by default, it's the like initial one that you saw him, where he's got the nice helmet, but then kind of the crappy rest of his armor. Mm -hmm. And then you get quests throughout the season to go find Beskar to complete the armor set as you play. That's so I've already got the I've already got the shoulder pad with the little. This is uh, why John's playing. (laughs) I get it now. Of course I got the little mud this. horn insignia on my shoulder now and I'm feeling pretty good about it.
0: You're going to, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make a prediction. John's going to play and get all that Beskar armor, which is cool. The concept of that is rad. I love it. Especially the last episode and Beskar made a real nice appearance in there. Um, also is that new lore, by the way, not to sidetrack us real quick, but is it, is it new lore that, uh, it's also kind of a spoiler, not really, but, are lightsabers meant to be, or sorry, is Beskar armor and and the material itself supposed to be lightsaber resistant and and or impervious to lightsabers? Do you know?
1: So it wasn't it wasn't specifically Beskar, but there was always a material that lightsabers couldn't cut through, and it was called cortosis back in the day. <laughs> and now it seems like they've taken the idea behind cortosis. And just sort of said, well, what if it was Beskar and what if that was the armor that, you know, Mandalorians wore and all of that? And
0: Have you or anyone you know been diagnosed with cortosis? You may be part of a class action lawsuit if you've had cortosis. That's what that sounds like. And that word is yeah. dumb. Dumb. But anyway, the point is, John, it got John into Fortnite, and um now I get it. Now I understand. John's love for Star Wars is deep, uh, especially mm-hmm. good Star Wars, and we are in the middle of some real good Star Wars, so why not? I mean, I have to admit, it, I was was a little hard
1: to, it was hard to pass up. Like, that was the thing is I'm like, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's cool. Fortnite, you know, I hate that game. I don't really like it all that much. Yeah. But mostly just the building. That's the only problem I have with it. Let it me ask you this. Same here. If game.
0: it had, didn't have that building aspect, I think I'd probably play Fortnite. Yeah. Le- legit, I would pick it up here 100%. and there and play it. Because building sucks.
1: Yeah, uh, like if you could just build a ramp... Like if it was just like two hot keys and it was like, do you want to build ramp or wall? And that was all you had to do. I'd probably be okay with that. That's fine. But the like gathering materials and like shooting a guy. And then all of a sudden a castle appears in front of you. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) I know Uh, the problem is that that that.
0: genie's out of the bottle. So I know they've done versions of the game with building out of it, like a mode that's like a temporary mode where you can go in there and not have any building. Those are the times I had the most fun with Fortnite. And it's a thing that's been there since the beginning and was a carryover from their other game they were making before the Battle Royale thing took off and destroyed all the world. And so they were like, well, I guess that's staying. And now they can't take it out. And I understand, right? People, there are people that are so good at the building aspect that that's a huge part of their strategy at the higher level of play. Blah, blah, blah. But I call it a bummer. And an otherwise incredibly successful thing. Well done, everybody. You did great, but you left the building in and now you can't take it out. And I feel bad for you and generations of people who know you. All right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: So I started I started paying attention to Fortnite because the last event was a Marvel event. I'm a big Marvel fan. Not enough to have participated in it, but I was paying attention to it. Sure. And I guess it ended with Galactus coming down to the map. And it had a giant battle against Galactus, where you literally flew inside his body, and there was like an arcade-style shooter that you played inside the body of Galactus, trying to stop him. And that all sounded pretty awesome. I didn't participate, and I saw screenshots. He w- he was really big. Yeah, they did a he good was job big with Galactus, but they did not. Uh, they did not was,
0: skimp on that that sense. Uh, I love this one; it's accomplished well in video games, but that sense of scale was was legit. With Galactus. Yeah. yeah.
1: I saw it and I was like, oh. oh
0: they made I a mistake though, time? John. They screwed up. Here's what they screwed up. That should have been a massive battle between gigantic Galactus and gigantic Travis Scott rapper extraordinaire. <laughs>
1: He's just throwing his favorite Happy Meal uh, yeah. or McDonald's food at yeah, them. Yeah,
0: because he's, I mean, he's already you know been in there, did that live concert in there, and they made him huge in there, so I know he's big. That's the fight I want to see.
1: He's That's- just like, I like to dunk the Galactus in the barbecue sauce. Nobody's <laughs> ever done this before.
0: <laughs> All right, I have this question. When you're playing as Jin... Jenny, Jenny Darjean, Jen, whatever his name is, when you're playing Uh, as the Mandalorian and you got Goku or Groku next to you, Grogu, uh, he floats around behind you, I assume.
1: No, he's not in it. He's just a skin. Oh, it's just he's in the he's in the video. I don't know if you can find him in the game. So in I got in. Uh, I logged into the game. I saw a cutscene, and there's a whole story that I haven't been following. But Fortnite has this continuous story, and this guy is basically summoning what he calls hunters from the far reaches of every parallel universe in the world. And so the first person he called, wanting a good hunter, was uh, the Mandalorian. And so you see, uh, you see him show up with Baby Yoda at the beginning, and they're in the little cutscene together, and then. I apparently had played and unlocked a bunch of content from a previous season before I you know, got out of there. And I had enough V-Bucks earned from playing that season to purchase the current season for free, essentially. Uh, and so I immediately purchased it, I got my Mandalorian skin, I got into a match, I dropped down, and you can find down on the map, uh, the Razor Crest mm. is crashed on the map. Okay. And if you go there, the actual Mandalorian is there protecting a ship and he will kill people and he's quite good at
0: it. So he's high, he's, um, he's OP cuz you can't really mess yeah. with him. Okay.
1: He's real good. Yeah. Uh but I snuck up while he was shooting other people and got close enough to get my cool shoulder plate, which is how you get it, and then I got out of there. I got you. Um and yeah, so that, I mean, that's it. And that I didn't see Baby Yoda at the, at the Razor Crest, but I did see him walking around shooting people. And um, it's neat. You know, that sort of stuff is cool. And I have a ton of respect for what they're doing with that game. I mean, I think, obviously, they have the money to do it. It's not a luxury that every video game company out there has. But I think that's the future of kind of the MMO scene yeah. is these big events that bring people together and it doesn't have to be tie-in events. It doesn't have to be that. But I, I think as much fun as the other game I played that we'll talk about having two years and then a big expansion release, as fun as that is, I think having these crazy big content hits and people just dealing with FOMO. Like, I, I don't want to miss out on the Mandalorian stuff. Like, even I'm feeling it. Now I'm play. I played it one match. That's all I played. And I was like, I really should have played during the Marvel stuff. I would have had some cool Marvel stuff. Yeah. No, Maybe I, I should never miss another season of this.
0: Game. I mean, basically, they figured out the magic potion <clears throat> to maintain their current base and to attract people into it later. And part of that is making mega million dollar deals with massive companies like disney and you know sony and whoever marvel like that's a big deal that they're doing that and obviously it pulls people in who would otherwise not have anything to do with this like you um and yet here you are so i guess i was surprised to hear so you really only played a little though it sounds like and like you said just a match right that's it
1: i played one match and i equipped my skin and went oh i look good and then I looked at the battle pass and I was like, you know, if I did one more match, I'd be able to have the Mandalorian helmet as my icon for this game. Right. So I, think I should probably do that.
0: But here's what would depress me. You would get that and then I would watch you stream this and then you would be like all those people who play this game where they can't sit still and they fiddle with their weapons switching all the time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh that yeah, I, they do? Re-
1: I do that even when I'm not streaming. Yeah.
0: Why? What? What? Why? It's my least favorite thing about watching anybody play that game. <laughs>
1: You can't help it. Oh, it's so bad. It's it's fluid. You need to do it. You need to keep those slots primed and ready. And, you know, Bo gave a good reason. You know, you switch between shotgun close range and something that's a little bit longer. You're prepared for whatever comes up.
0: Yeah. Well, there is something to that. And I don't want to poo-poo people's, you know, attempt at pro play in that game. But something, I don't know. I wish it just didn't animate. Maybe, Maybe that would be the answer is just, I don't know how you do it. It has to because it's a third-person it game. But. You
1: get that tunnel vision on it when you're watching people play, and you're just like, yeah. "What are they doing?"
0: I know, and I hate it. It just it feels fiddly in the way that jumping in old Counter Strike used to be, which isn't so much true in Go now. But you remember all the yeah. jumping, all the bunny hopping they called it. I hated that. It just I couldn't watch people bunny hop all day in those videos. And so, some
1: about the start of a Counter Strike match where you just hear the. <laughs> of everybody like buying and throwing crap and equipping stuff and then they all equip their knife because they run faster and then they just do that stupid little soldier run of and they just like hop and i i'm I'm what is this what are we doing i don't want to live in a world where this is what you have to do
0: (laughs) yeah video games it's funny players are going to do whatever they're going to do i doubt very highly that that Epic thought that that switchy thing was... that They weren't thinking about that. That's just built into the way the character weapon switching goes. So they weren't thinking about that at all. And now that it happens, what are they going to do? They can't do anything. It just annoys me. I don't know why it annoys me so much. So much about that game annoys me. But I don't have a problem with anyone who plays it. You should all play it.
1: It's fascinating. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I I don't consider myself a Fortnite fan, but I've put... lot of hours into it obviously i logged in and i had enough season points from the last time i played to pay for a new season so like i i've played i've gotten into it for sure but yeah there's things there's things i don't love yeah Uh, but they're on to something with that and i would love to see other game companies eyeball that it doesn't have to all be tie-ins i don't want to play the mcdonald's wow expansion no No. like no no thank you (laughs) But I think there's something (laughs) to be said about content that hasn't been data mined eight months in advance. Although some of that does happen with Fortnite because I guess they knew the Mandalorian was coming. Uh, But like you're not you're not sitting there going, well, I've already seen all the cutscenes," And so now it's just waiting six months for it to come out and then go, yep, there's. There's the cutscene that I saw. It's good.
0: Well, here's an interesting twist. Uh, Kinlan Kin, Kin, in the chat says Baby Yoda uh, Grogu is going to be a backpack that's unlockable, so it's not doesn't come with the skin, but you can unlock it as a backpack. And I like that because that means if you have the John Wick skin, you can just roll around with Baby Yoda on your back. That's pretty cool.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's even I. Well, now you got me interested. <laughs> What unholy combination of skins can I create in this game with baby Yoda involved? That's my new goal.
1: You should get in, you should get in, just see if you have enough V bucks, buy yourself a Mandalorian skin. Hmm. That way, if the day ever comes up, Scott, where you're like, man, I really want to play Fortnite. They got me, they did something and they got me. You're not sitting there going, "Why can't I look like the Mandalorian? Everybody else can look like the Mandalorian. Why can't I?" Yeah.
0: What? Why? Why not? Why not me? And if not me, who? And if not now, when? Yeah. That's that's the question. Well, anyway, if you want to check it out, millions of Fortnite kids are enjoying. Oh, it's not yet though, right? Is it out now? You can play it now. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. So apparently, the, you can be the Mando now, and then you can get that backpack uh, unlocked or buy it or.
1: Kredos, not yet. Uh, that's still in the rumor stage. Also rumored. There's going to be somebody from Microsoft. I'm, gonna guess master chief on account of the fact that Microsoft doesn't exactly have a huge roster of ready to be mascots in a big fortnite like game.
0: I could see master chief. I could see, uh, um, Marcus Phoenix. I could see.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, hold on. Uh, Yeah, mascot-wise, that fits in a shooter like that. Uh, Maybe that's it. Who who else am I thinking of here? Joanna Dark? Don't they own that property now?
1: (laughs) They do, but that would be really weird. They're like, we're bringing in Kratos from Sony. And... Joanna Dark from Microsoft. Imagine. She had a successful game on a Nintendo platform and an awful one on the Microsoft platform. Good point. Remember Joanna Dark? Yeah. Everybody. Well,
0: here's Banjo and Kazooie. Unlock. I wouldn't separately. argue with that. I wouldn't either. Especially but, uh,
1: if it's overweight Banjo from Nuts yeah. and Bolts. Did you ever yeah. play Nuts and Bolts?
0: Uh, no. The one where you could build like cars and flying stuff and all that. Never did.
1: Yeah. People like. You that. should boot that up. Because it is a very great game. Yeah. But the intro is exactly the same as how Banjo-Kazooie originally starts. Except the implication is because they haven't had a game in so long. Yeah. They've just been sitting around the house, like, playing video games and watching TV. So Banjo is fat.
0: Oh, okay. And so
1: he goes out to do some platforming. And he's slow as <laughs> shit. And he can't jump. <laughs> and he's just... He gets out of breath if you run too long. That's and great. he just... <sighs> much it's to the chagrin of
0: kazooie i'm sure isn't happy about any of this
1: yeah uh, kazooie can't carry him anymore because yeah. they used to do that thing where kazooie would flip and he'd run real fast yeah he can't do it because he can't lift <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> it's
0: funny i like the premise and it's on game pass i have no excuse i should just try it and see how that yeah. is. i always heard back in the day people were like oh this game is so good and i think it may have come out about the time my 360 died and there was a gap, and then I got another one, and then everything that happened during the gap, I kind of didn't play. It's a different time, man, different time. Uh, All right, we're also a week away, if all things hold, from Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, It's actually happening, everybody. The game looks like it's going to happen, and I can't believe we only have a week. That's crazy, and that makes me think about some of the other stuff I'm going to tell you today. All of it gets shelved for a bit, you know? Yeah. Like whatever I'm doing, this Warcraft expansion, freaking Valhalla, some other stuff I'll talk about later, all of it gets pushed to the side, at least for a time, while Cyberpunk gets its claws into me. And this is like most everybody else as well. And I can't believe that's only a week. I need to, (laughs) that makes me feel like I have work to do, even though it's a game, they're just games I want to play.
1: So That's they're so doing weird. a global release. So for us, Scott, it yeah. is going to be December 9th mm-hmm. at 5. PM,
0: 5. PM, is December 9th, 5. PM mountain time, which is what you're currently on with your weird Arizona yes. refusal to have, uh, to have time zones.
1: I right? mean, we think of it as normal here. And honestly, you know, I, I want what too, you have.
0: I'll take what you have. I prefer it. I would much rather do what you're doing. And so it'll never happen though. Cause we're weird here. But, but yeah, like, uh, that's a big day, so count count down the hours almost you can almost start doing that, and uh we're all down we're all it's all downhill from there. It's all cyberpunk all day. Here's the funny thing about my decision of where I'm gonna play cyberpunk something oh. something's happened to me over the last couple of weeks where if you approach me and say, "Scott, I would like you to play this single player focused r p g action." Shooter and or a third person uh, thing. Uh, you know, here's here's a game that, that you're probably going to prefer playing with a controller no matter what. Okay? And even if it's a shooter, it's single players who cares. And you're, I'm good at... I'm fine with shooters on controllers. I have no problem with it. I'm just... Uh, you know, you're not going to... I'm not going to win any esports tournaments or anything, but that's not why I play those games. So if you said, hey, here's Fallout, I'd say, oh yeah, I'd probably play that on controller. Uh, here's these Assassin's Creed games, hundred percent playing those on controllers. Like that's kind of where my head's at with that sort of stuff. And I am so loving my series X that I think I'm getting it there. Is that mm. blasphemous to do that? I mean, I've got a really good video card over here. Um, I have a 3080 coming. They're not in yet though. Like there's you know lots. What? Yeah. I think
1: you might be onto something. Now I already bought it. I already bought it on the PC.
0: Oh, you pre-ordered. Uh, did you? Mm.
1: I I did well. I was at a point where I was like, okay, I need to control my spending. Yeah, <laughs> spend I'm it now, buy so cyberpunk I- now, because <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy it later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's a very decent point. Like everyone always says, why pre-order? And there are some times where that's the reason, and it's a good reason, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> so I was like, well, I need to just spend responsibly. After right now, click and then purchase it. And but now that I think about it you know my it's a really easy way to do the 4K yeah. i the the screen i would play on in that case um is an hdr screen which same. my normal standard pc doesn't support same um my monitor I- yeah. I think there might be something to this. Yeah. Like, it <clears throat> might look better off the Series X than my PC. Also, my I'm gonna my video card there. is not that new. Sure. I mean, it's it's decent. It's sure. not bad. It's a it's a twenty seventy. Yeah, that's a good. It's pretty card. good. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't, you're, 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 here's the thing. I don't I, think it's blasphemous.
0: Here's the other reason I'm saying it, and it has a lot to do with what I played during the last since we last spoke. Uh I'm I'm. I remember I'm being reminded why I love some game experiences need to be on my PC. and That's just how that how it is. If I'm playing WoW, whatever, you know, a strategy game, I just need to be there. That's how it is. But there's something to be just on your butt on a couch. That is great. (laughs) And I mean by like like comfort level. I'm not hunched before in front of a computer on a chair. I don't really love and thinking about oh my why is my back hurt or you know i've been sitting here too long or this is where i do work and also this is now where i'm playing and that that annoys me uh to be able to just go in there plop down on a couch a little chilly so you get a blanket get a little something snacky over here you got your wireless controller and your great big hdr tv and then surround sound beautiful sound there's something about that that I've missed and I've missed for a while because ha- I didn't go hard console this last generation like at all. I mean, I played a lot of Sony games, but it wasn't like my main thing. And the more I've done that over the last couple of weeks, the more I'm like, I think I'm getting it here. Like what? There's no downside in my head.
1: The only thing well, that would stop actually, me is... just chat, there- oh, chat just pointed out, and I don't know if this is true, but it could be... Uh. Only the Xbox One version comes out at launch, right? You might have to wait for the Series X enhanced. I think that might be true.
0: Oh, is that Unless
1: true? in part of the delays, they delayed into a simultaneous re- launch. But I, I vaguely remember that actually being accurate. And that being the case was that this was announced for previous gen consoles. And while they did confirm that it would be coming out on next gen... Yeah. So, yeah, it might not be the it might not be the next gen version you're looking for. Is it? Um, you get the you get the upgrade when it came out, but you might be waiting for that upgrade.
0: All right. So, I found an article while you were talking there about how this is going to work, how the Cyberpunk 2077 PS5 slash Xbox Series X upgrade will work. Uh, if you haven't been keeping uh, up to date on the topic, blah, 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 blah. okay. The Series X and the PS5 upgrade protocol is somewhat confusing. While the game itself is launching this year. That's only for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The current-gen platforms get the game later down the line. So if you're wondering about the Cyberpunk 2077 PS5 and Xbox Series S release, don't worry, this article is here to help. Okay, so here's the easy bit. On release date, December 10th, Cyberpunk will launch on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. You can lock in your pre-order now, guarantee yourself the game on the last generation of platforms. Uh, Or, you know, PC, which just is like perpetuity platform. Um, Okay, then it says... Once you've got your copy, that's where it gets interesting. The Xbox Series X launched November 10th and the PS5. Uh wait, I'm sorry. Oh, the PS5, they're telling us when the console's launched. I don't care about any of this. Okay. When Cyberpunk launches, you'll have uh you can play your PS4 or Xbox One copy on either current gen console. So you can play them there. I figured that. That seems that makes sense, right? You can buy I mean, certainly on the Xbox side, they've made that easy. It's all backwards compatible now. Uh, or I would assume current compatible. But anyway, uh, developer CD Projekt Red has confirmed that your PS4 copy of the game will work on a PS5 and launch day. Anyone who buys the game on the Xbox One uh, will be able to play their copy on the Series X when the console launches as well. When, it, uh, when it originally confirming the Xbox Series S pi- uh, upgrade, CD Projekt Red said via Twitter, quote, gamers uh, should never be forced to purchase the same game twice, game twice or pay for upgrades. So let's see. I'm trying to see if there's confirmation on this. Okay. Some point in the future. Oh, they didn't have a date for the for the full releases for the for the new consoles. No,
1: I think it's just gonna be twenty twenty one, probably. But
0: Okay. So they don't intend to jack up the price. And this thing's gonna run it at least as good or better than an Xbox uh one would. One X, yeah. Yeah. And so like and that means load times and other stuff are going to be better. So it, I'm still tempted.
1: Yeah. It might it might still be fine and you you likely I mean if it's where you want to play then it doesn't really matter. I mean that's right. going to be the same principle regardless. Like right. even if you don't have a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, if you would rather play that game on a couch than buy it for a PS4 or buy it for a Xbox one or you know whatever you have.
0: Yeah. Now I don't know what I want to do.
1: I'm slightly <laughs> it's torn. A, it's through it, yeah. Because I forgot.
0: For I I forgot this isn't a simultaneous all versions launch for this thing, which is a real bummer. Because I feel like this would have been about the time for that secondary launch anyway. And you would think all these delays, like you like you said earlier, alluded to the idea that they would have caught up to it, you know, and had it already yeah. at once. And that bums me out. If it does 4K and 120 FPS on the right TV, or 60 or more is what I'll, all I care about, then I think I might be in. But I might need to see. I assume we're going to get some reviews ahead of launch, unless they're not planning on it. I don't know. But yeah. I'd love to hear I mean, some of who this. Who
1: is it? Is it uh, Digital Foundry that usually does the, will show you what all the versions mm-hmm. uh, comparisons are? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you can very close to launch. Take a look and say, well, here's exactly what I'm missing out on if I go with, you know, the Xbox version. And when it does come out, you're going to get a big boost. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad purchase unless you think you're going to play through it before that would come out and you want it to be the best experience possible. Right.
0: And then I have to wonder, you know... (laughs) If if this thing runs at sixty frames, if it okay, if if they can go sixty or better at four K, then I probably don't care, and I'd still get it on the couch because then when the upgrade comes, I'm just oh sweet, now I've got ray tracing and other stuff or whatever, right? Um, but none of this is guaranteed, and obviously a PC version sounds neat, but there's always launch issues with PC versions, typically with games this big. So I you know we need to make sure all that's good. I guess I.
1: Well, I do. will say CD Projekt Red is definitely going to favor the PC release because they consider themselves a PC game manufacturer or publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will see PC get the brunt of the attention, I think, for this release. Yeah. So I, I feel pretty confident that PC is going to be, if not stable out the gate, you will see them putting in the effort there. Right. I don't think you're going to see some weird situation where, well, it's running great on the consoles, but the PC version is being ignored. I think it would more likely go the other way with that.
0: I can't remember how The Witcher went, Witcher 3. Do you remember
1: if it was uh, any issue? It oh. was definitely better on the PC than the consoles at first. Yeah, it seems. Uh, like it. I got the console version of Witcher 3 and I couldn't read it because all the text was too small. Right. And it took... A lot, a lot longer than you would think to get a patch that made the text a readable size on the TV. Um, whereas I guess that stuff was coming out for the PC fairly quickly.
0: Well, maybe they'll do a thing that I'll get into soon about saves that may make another decision for me. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute cuz I made a, yeah. I made a I made a choice for science this week so that I could oh, come to the show. Oh,
1: I know what you did now. <laughs>
0: I did a scientific experiment, and I took the hit for it so that we could have a show and the listeners could have more information for their buying choice lifestyle, okay? We're doing you a service, everybody, and I'll tell you more about that soon. Uh, bad news, though, first. Mass Effect and Dragon Age leads have left BioWare. Both uh, major next, next-gen products of Dragon Age and Mass Effect, they're out. Gone. Out of yeah, here. Yeah, this
1: is uh Casey Hudson and Mark Dara.
0: Yeah. That's not great. That's a bummer. I mean uh, not that it yeah. ha- I mean, not the games depend on one pe one person or anything like that. Like I remember people saying, Oh, with Mets and well, is Wild's gonna be terrible and forgetting about BFA for a minute. Uh I was just talking to him the other day, and he is utterly blown away by how much he loves this new expansion, as an example. Like the people we all think are, you know, leaving it all goes to crap. Love it more. He's like, man, the people in charge right now are killing it. We weren't doing work as good as this. This is amazing what they're putting together. So, like, I'm telling you, like, that I don't think one guy makes or breaks a project. You could argue that, like, somebody like uh, uh, Metal Gear guy. What's his name? Yoshihatsu oh, Yoshi yeah. M- Mitsu, whatever his name is. <laughs>
1: No, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> Kojima.
0: Kojima, Hideo Kojima. He he, that dude is maybe the visionary. You make you want to make sure is on the project and not have not have somebody else do it. I don't know, just because it's so much. You know, everything is about his brain. Uh, um, but another, but stuff like this where you got teams of hundreds, I don't think it's as big a deal. We've seen people uh, get shed off of other projects at other major studios, and those games turn out great. Um, so I'm not I'm not going to call this that dire. But it's still kind of a bummer when you you lose your your creative leads on your two most, uh, I would argue, their most popular modern day popular games that BioWare has their name on.
1: Yeah, Maybe I think the, ages the, the area one. that's more concerning is, like you said, there's, there's a difference between someone like, you know, Chris Metzen leaves. He wants to go do other things. He feels he needs to step away. Right. That's one thing. Um, And whenever anybody leaves, it's always like we have confidence in the team. We think this game's going to be great. Uh, You know, they always have very positive things to say. It's very, very rare that you get somebody that leaves the game and then goes, what a cluster F that was. That Mm -hmm. place is going down the drain. It's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. Like they just don't do it. People don't do a lot of bridge burning in the video game industry. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably because it's a very like, you don't know where you're going to work from one project to another. Mm-hmm. You know, Casey Hudson has already done this. Yeah. He came back. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You don't burn bridges. But what I think the concern could be is that sometimes it is indicative of a a philosophy disagreement on what a game what they want a game to be versus what it's going to be, and sometimes they can't see eye to eye on that and Them stepping away, even if it's graciously, is their way of saying, you know what, we don't get to do what we want to do. We're going to go do something else. You know, I I think there's definitely been some sensibilities that that happened with some Blizzard talent. It was like, a lot of these guys all seem to leave right around the same time. And Mm -hmm. then, oh, hey, here's a new company. Weird. A lot of those guys that all kind of left at the same time are all now over at that company. Weird. It's almost like there was something they wanted to do that maybe they weren't able to do at company A and now maybe they can at company B. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe this could be an indicator towards that, but we don't know. Right. It's always hard to tell.
0: Right. Hard to say. Um, he's Casey Hudson said this, or Dara said this by the way, uh, via post. He says, this has been a very difficult decision for me. The team of amazing developers on Dragon Age, was where he was, makes my life fuller and better. I've uh, they have taught me so much, but the strength of the team is also what makes this possible. I know that Dragon Age won't just survive without me, but thrive. So, a very gracious way of stepping aside. Uh, in Casey Hudson's case, he's been there since ninety seven, or no, I'm sorry. His first okay, I'm sorry. His first credit came as an artist and designer for Mdk Two. And that was in, what, 2000? So, 99, 2000, something like that. Man, remember MDK? Weird. Yes. Weird effing game. Um, He left BioWare in 2014. He joined Microsoft the following year. Hudson rejoined BioWare in 2017, which then replaced departing GM or general manager Aaron Flynn. Uh, And then Dara joined BioWare in 97. Been there forever. And originally worked as a programmer, according to his LinkedIn profile. Um, But they're out. They're off. They're done. So... I'm still looking forward to whatever's next for those games. So,
1: Yeah, Bring I mean, they've got great worlds. They've got great universes. I hope they get to make it. Um, you know, Mass Effect Trilogy, the original three are three of, if not my favorite games of all time. And the original Dragon Age is one of my all-time favorite games. Probably one of the games I've spent the most time playing in my life. Yeah. Um, I have sunk so many hours into Dragon Age Origins. I just haven't really liked a, that series since then.
0: What so. a great game that was. Holy crap. Dragon Age Origins was exactly <clears throat> what we all wanted. It was the future of the Bioware template, right? Like yeah. the Baldur's Gate legacy, this, this thing. And it was their own world. So they weren't even dealing with somebody else's IP that could make whatever they wanted. And they had this dynamic, beautiful engine but also this ability to pause and make strategic choices. And it was really a love letter to those games and why those were so popular and why we loved them so much. And for whatever reason, they decided with two and forward, it was like, and I think three dialed it back some, but also three basically just kind of tried to Skyrim it. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways, which I get it. It's, that's an influential game. A lot of games try to witcher it now, you know, like that, that's the influence, but, um, but and, and you could even argue the Witcher 3 tried to Skyrim it <laughs> a little bit,
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah.
0: So, what we're really saying is Skyrim is the most influential RPG of all time, and we're all screwed, is what we're saying. Actually, the thing I'm most excited about RPG wise, I have a lot to be excited about because there's a lot of cool games coming. But that thing from Obsidian, who now Microsoft owns, uh, that's kind of their uh, Elder Scrolls ish looking thing, I forgot the name of it, oh. butter rum nuggle nuts i can't remember the name whatever it is uh that looks amazing and that that, that looks exactly like what i want which again yeah. has a, a, an interesting connection to something i'm going to talk about here in a minute because i had a weird week on my xbox
1: <laughs> had a very i know you did week. there's another game you played that's not even on your list that i want to ask you about
0: oh i should write it down hold on I know what
1: it's you're a game about. that you pay full price for every single oh, time. Oh, except, comes out. although ex- you didn't.
0: Except now. except so. now. Uh, what the yeah. hell is? It, what's it called?
1: Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. 2. All
0: right, I couldn't think of the name for some reason. All right, Destiny Two. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, anyway, good luck, Borrowware. We hope that all works out to the games we're playing now i've been playing a lot of warcraft i am taking my sweet time i am not rushing through anything all my friends are 60 and doing torgast and all the end game business and that's great that's fine but i did not feel fomo this time around i still don't uh my drive is to enjoy this world and to take it one step at a time and to not rush anything i am still in ardenweald that place is amazing uh playing it as a I, i don't know if i told you this i think i did but i'm mainlining a um a druid this time through, not Gerp. Normally, my Gerp first yeah. policy has has been put on hold uh while I do this, and I'm kind of glad I did because Ardenweald is especially rad as a druid. You just feel like you are part of that world in a way that I don't know, just I, for obvious thematic reasons. But it's it's really jiving for me, and I'm loving it. I love the story so much so far. I'm loving that. I love the more linear approach to everything during this questing phase and I'm super stoked for end game. And I just, I'm feeling really, really happy about wow. Right now it's beautiful too.
1: That game is freaking gorgeous. Did you notice the Mandalorian connection in that zone?
0: No, maybe I just haven't hit it yet. What, what, well, maybe I don't. So
1: did you do the thing where you're escorting the life seed pod,
0: uh, between towns? I think I'm there. I think I'm right before that happens is where I'm at. Okay.
1: So, yeah, there's the life seed pod, and there's a part where they're like, okay, we don't think it's safe here. We need you to take it to the next town over. And you basically escort it. You walk with it, and it's just this little pod floating alongside you. And I was like, wow, this has a real mandalorian baby yoda kind of feel to it and i checked and you know how you can check the the story progress you're making yeah the title of that chapter is called this is the way
0: oh no way dude that's great
1: <laughs> so they a hundred percent knew that that is exactly what it seemed
0: i love when they do that um those kind of references are great so I, I will now be extra watching for that when it happens i think i'm about there in the story um i really like it a lot i think it's great i think it's uh It's I mean, my experience in this part of it so far, and there's always this phase of the game, right? This leveling phase is really I'm feeling very positive about it. I haven't felt this good probably since Legion and before that, maybe Pandaria in terms of just me getting sucked into the world, really pay attention, paying attention to story. These new sort of sub scene things that they do are so much better than they've been in the past. Yeah. Um. And they're more frequent, and it just really adds to the texture of the experience. And um. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just really digging it. I thought my everyone complained, or I heard ahead of time, a lot of people were like ah, I'm not looking forward to Maldraxxus. Just looks like bold orcish freaking hell shit. I loved it there, and I thought the story there was badass, and it was metal as shit. It was great. I wanted to play like uh, I don't know. F- five Finger Death Punch. The whole time I played that zone or that that part of the continent, it was amazing. I loved Maldraxxus. In fact, I'm
1: I had one major issue with Maldraxxus, What's that? but for somebody that like from the get go was one of those people that was like, "Wow, Maldraxxus." Sure got the short end of the stick when it came to all of this. What an awful looking zone that is. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. It was a pleasant surprise. It was a breath of fresh air. I think it's going to be one of the most important zones in yeah. the entire story. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. My one complaint is uh, as a crux to that story, you get a sword. Yeah. And they make a big deal about it. They're like, oh, you got a rune blade. And they like tell you, like, people will be like, you get in there and you show them what that rune blade can do. They never give you a sword.
0: No, you never it's use just the blade. It's in
1: your inventory for cutscenes. Yeah, and it. it goes back to what we talked about with Doom. Yeah. If you're going to do something, <laughs> uh, I'll, although this leads me to another funny story. If you're going to give somebody something, if you can give them a sword, yeah. give them the sword. I know not everybody can use a sword, figure out a way. Like if you're going to make a big deal out of it, they should have the sword. That's yeah, just kind of, and it bugged me every time, every let time me. they were like, go show them what your room blade can do. I'm like, I can't.
0: Yeah. I this can't isn't equip it. A, no, it won't let me do anything. It's still me and my staff when I'm, when I'm fighting, <laughs> it would be great if it hovered near you, like you, you a little bit of diplomacy or something or yeah, any of that would have been better. I agree. That's a bummer, but everything else about that experience I thought was just cool and, the right kind of dark and the right kind of dark, hard fantasy and just a setting. I, I digged on way more than I thought I would. I like the aesthetic more than I thought I would like that. I think it's a really great contrast to everything else. And going from that and experiencing what that is and then being told shit, we got to get to the forest land, which just couldn't be more opposite is such a great showcase of these two art efforts that are so different. And I know the game's always done this. Like, forever it's done this, right? There's always been a great contrast between where the blood or where the night elves are from and where the baron, what the barons looks like. And it just, it couldn't be more opposite worlds, but there's something about this in particular was just really, really satisfying. And I'm loving it. Really loving it. The Voice work is well, amazing. I, That's the other thing. So much more voice stuff than they usually do. It's just, it's just great.
1: I got to tell you on the back of that, I don't know, I'm not going to say this was a direct reference, this, this could be coincidence, mm-hmm. but we talked about it with Doom and Resident Evil 3 Remake and all of that, the importance of pushing the button, right. was what I kept saying we needed to be able to do, and it feels right. Yeah. There is a daily quest, uh, or a world quest, where the entire crux is they're being invaded, it takes place in Bastion and you have to find enough anima to charge up one of those super mechs, like one of the giant ones. Okay. Uh, Because it's going to decimate the army if you do it. It's like the one you you power it up. you power it up. Yeah. And then once you get it to 100%, the quest objective switches to push the button. (laughs) And all you do is you right-click to get into the mech. It changes your hotbar. It gives you one button. Yeah. You push the button, it fires a massive cannon of energy that disintegrates everything in front of it, and that's all you do for that moment. And I was like, this feels referential almost. (laughs) Like, it's literally just called push the button, and that's all that it exists to do, and that's great. That's a little suspect.
0: Like, somebody listens and said, because we talked a lot about that. You made a big point about that for, what was it, uh, Resident Evil 3 remake thing. Yeah. And how you need to pull the trigger. It's got to be you. Not some yeah. cutscene doing it. You have to pull it. So I'm going to just go ahead and say we can take credit for that quest. How about that?
1: Okay, great. Yeah. I like that.
0: We'll just claim wow, it. Wow,
1: you know what? Yeah. This world where you just do things. Yeah, we just claim good. it. We can just say, "Hey, we we claim
0: it. It's uh, it's ours now." I don't see any problem with this. It's
1: fine. I feel better about myself. <laughs> I think this is a great way to live your life.
0: Yeah, why not? Um, all right. So lots of wow time. Um, anything else you'd add about? Wow. Listen, I not cause you're obviously playing a ton as well. Anything else? You want?
1: I got to run Torghast. Oh, uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping to talk about it with Bo here. And so maybe I won't go too, too deep, but, um, it's pretty good. Um, uh, it's actually really good. I, I guess I should clarify. Yeah. I like everything about going in there and doing it. Now, I'm going to say it might vary depending on your class. It seems very tailored to whatever class you are that goes in there because you basically unlock crazy perks for your for your class as you're going through. And it's very interesting stuff. Um, I, hear sometimes it's r- it's just I hear it's like- real
0: rough on the on the uh, rogues. Rogues have a hard time, especially their first time in there. Is that true? Oh, do they? Well, that's the, I, according to Ibbet. He's dead all the time in there, and he was really struggling with the final couple levels that he wanted to get through for the
1: quest. Well, Scott, I've raided with ibit and dead all the time <laughs> is exactly how I would describe raiding with Ibbot.
0: Uh That's all right. He doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. He won't. He'll. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, but I've, but I have heard like mages struggle in there. Um, you know, it's just squishies without a lot of like survivability slash self-healing and stuff like that. Um,
1: Um, I definitely, there's elements of it. There, there's a, so I'm seeing people say too long, uh, and rogues are struggling. I can, I definitely can see where that comes in. Um, but the the for me, the big thing is there's a massive power spike between how you feel getting up to the final boss and then dealing with the final boss. Mm-hmm. Cause by the time you get to the final boss, you're like, Whatever. Pitiful creatures attack me for I am awesome and I will strike you down <laughs> and smite be. Yeah. Like they give you really cool things. Sometimes they're just like, Hey, uh, you get this talent. And if you already have that talent, you get to pick a different talent from your talent bar. Mm and you just like that's a huge power spike and so you get to the end and you're like oh i'm so great and then it gets to the boss and the boss is like yeah you're not that great kid and just crushes you and you're like oh okay well hmm. <laughs> all right this this game got really tough out of nowhere yeah uh, so I, I think there's definitely some difficulty tweaking. Um, if rogues are saying that they're having a hard time, I'm not going to argue with it. Let them buff me. Cause mm-hmm. I could use it. Yeah. You want um, to complain, right? Let's do it. I'll always, I'll always take a buff. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want buff rogues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let John, let John leg.
0: freaking stealth his way up every level, all stages. That's what he really wants. Just stealth It,
1: it yeah, it does take a very long time because yeah. as a rogue, you know, you do move more methodically and I want to fight everything because sometimes they drop these upgrades and you don't want to miss any. Uh, the only complaint I honestly have with Torgast is I don't think it's very rewarding. Mm. Like imagine Rogue Legacy. Okay. Now imagine that that permanent upgrade part of Rogue Legacy was not something you earned by doing a run inside the dungeon, but was done by playing a completely separate and different game from Rogue Legacy, and that's how you unlocked permanent power upgrades. Mm. You don't actually get anything from Torghast. You get materials for crafting a legendary item, and that's fine, Mm -hmm. but that's completely separate from that permanent power upgrade. So if you want to get stronger to do better in Torghast, you play World of Warcraft. Yeah. You do anything else in that game. Right. So it's not very self-contained. It's like, hmm, I'm really struggling with Torghast. What should I do? The answer is go play World of Warcraft, not Torghast. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're not going to improve by playing in that self-contained area. And that feels a little weird and a a little off to me, but... The experience itself is pretty good.
0: Yeah, i I loved what I played only briefly in the beta, and then I quickly got out and said, "I'm not touching this until it comes out because it seems like something I'm going to want to spend a ton of time in. So why waste my time in beta?" Sorry, work or sorry, Blizzard, I wasn't testing. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that sounds about what I expect it to be. And I think their goal there isn't to you know give you the same. It's not meant to be. Hey, here's another place to do an alternative version of what everyone else is doing. That's usually what the game is like, well, here's the end game. Some of you are going to want to do world quests all day and then unlock these and unlock that. And then some of you are going to be doing mythics and mythics plus or mythic plus dungeons. And the rest of you are going to be raiding. And some of you just want to play by yourselves. Well, guess what? We got this new tour thing. That's just really fun to do and has rewards, but you know, it's not like this is, it's not the same as like the other methods of catching up and gearing up. It's like a different right. egg. And I think I'm okay with that, but I need to get in there and play some, which I you know can't do till I level, but uh, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it. I'll bet Bo likes it a lot because it just seems like something that would click in his brain and horribly addict him. So maybe we shouldn't tell him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll keep it a secret. Maybe it's our little secret. We'll see. Okay, so here's the science experiment that I did this week. And I hope you're all at home really grateful for the work I put in. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I did a really dumb thing. Here's what I did. And we talked about it before, which is what sp- spawned the idea in the first place. And I just, just pulled the trigger on it. There was a lot of talk about how Ubisoft moving forward are going to make all of their games, their new games, uh, platform cross save. And uh, they were going to start with their, two of their big new pla- flagship games, which are, uh, I wrote Vikings, but I meant Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the other one, Um Oh, watchdogs, uh, watchdogs, Legion. new, new Vegas. No, what's it? What is it?
1: Legion, Legion, <laughs> new Vegas, <laughs> uh, takes Dog place Legion. in London, new right. Vegas. It's London, the new Vegas.
0: And I wanted, so what I was really hoping to do is I thought I really want, again, the couch thing. I want to be on my butt and I want to have the like two pillows under my arms where I'm just like comfortable and not in front of my desk all the time. And I want to go back and forth, so I want to play a little here, I want to play a little there. I also want to see how it looks on Xbox, blah, blah, blah. So, I did. I I bought it on the Xbox for science to see what the difference was, and also to see if the save thing worked. Now, the nice thing is, I did it on the day that there was a massive patch that fixed some technical issues they were having on console, And also added a performance mode. I think you and I talked about it on the air that they, that this was coming Well, it came and basically performance mode was, uh, they, they cut down on some of the higher end effects. So you get a smoother frame rate. Um, it actually looks really good. Honestly, I can't really tell the difference other than non, you know, the, the non mode is locked at like 30 at 4k and the mode with the performance mode is just silky smooth at 60 plus. So, that's really the main difference, like fidelity wise and distance, draw distance, all that stuff. I can't tell any damn difference. And I did a bunch of jumping back and forth. So I felt pretty good about it. Um, anyway, so that happened and that did fix a bunch of the issues they were having. And this is, you know, big, any big release has a patch pretty quick after launch, anyway. So that was the day I got it. And I'm happy to say the easy part was easy. I got in there and it said, hey, do you have a Ubisoft Connect account? They don't call it Uplay anymore. Uh, sign in here and you can enjoy all the benefits including cross saves i'm like all right here we go let's give this give this a try let's see if this was a massive waste of 60 bucks or if this is going to work so i got in there and it very quickly and easily went oh here you are beep beep you're done continue you want to keep playing so seamless no problem zero issues no fancy rigmarole no copying anything to anything um which right now appears to be a thing you have to do with a lot of playstation stuff if you want to do similar things that we're doing i'm sure that'll all iron out too over time but it was nice to just see this go beep we're done it's really smart easy to use uh the game itself great put me right where i left off on pc ran around did my stuff killed a couple of guys did some quests for the story blah 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 all that stuff worked great the load times are faster on the xbox so that was nice didn't expect that they're a little slower on PC and I'm running it on an SSD on PC. So I don't know what the difference is, but whatever Microsoft's, uh, what do they call it? Their velocity or whatever it is, their architecture is maybe, maybe that's what's shining through there. I don't know. Um, I already use a controller when I am playing it on PC. So that wasn't an issue and it just went great. Now, prior to this, I tried this thing. Somebody said, Hey, go into your display settings on your PC and select your Xbox. Well, first you had to download an app on the Xbox. Basically, select your Xbox as a remote display. Try that first and see what happens. And yeah. sure enough, that freaking worked. That was weird. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I had like, you know... It was like playing Stadia or something, I guess. But just on the local network. Or it's like, you know, a Steam, uh, Steam link or whatever. It's a similar concept. And it ran in there just fine. But the controller mapping is all busted. It's like the select button did light attack and the (laughs) left trigger was pause and all effed up controller wise. So I don't know if that's a patchable thing or what the deal is, but like visually it looked great. And what movement I could get out of one of the sticks, I wasn't having lag and stuff like is actually really impressive, except all the buttons are wrong and there was no way for me to remap it because I couldn't even navigate the menus there was no I could pause but then nothing could move me side it was really weird so that was out that option was off the table I can't do that anyway anyway so now let's fast forward it all worked out played a bunch worked great and everything else here's the only downside I can think of Uh, I was gifted my PC version okay which has helped me justify you know spending the extra on the console version right and when it was gifted to me it was gifted to me by an awesome listener who I uh, adore and he got me um he works at Ubisoft or did. He gets a good discount. So he got me the um the monster hundred dollar version. The um I don't know what it's called. The massive edition, whatever it is. So it's all <laughs> the extras, yep. all the digital I stuff.
1: That's what it's called. Yeah, Even if and, it isn't, I want it to be called and, the and massive edition. And in that edition.
0: in that version on the PC, you immediately get things like, Oh, my default mount is like a freaking wolf, like a big dire wolf. And there are already an armor set you can wear, and it has b- bonuses and stuff. It's like all the stuff you get for digital, you know, higher end sets and stuff, and that's great. Those are playing great over here on the on the PC, no problem. Now, when I went and logged in over there, I popped in very when I first ran it. I popped in very briefly, sitting on top of my uh, Direwolf, wearing my a big hardy gear that I'd gotten from the, this enhanced edition Uh for about three seconds. I'm sitting on this thing and three seconds later. And if you blink, you'd miss it, but I watched it and I wish I would have captured it because this is what I'm thinking. But three seconds later, poof, all of that gear disappears. I'm down to my skivvies. (laughs) Oh No, I'm down to my skivvies and I'm on a horse. The horse is now where where the dire wolf was. The horse is today. Now, nothing else changed, but all of those gear slots were empty from that piece of gear. And thankfully I had other backup gear and just put it on. No big deal. Um, And then for the for the mount, it just defaulted to the horse I had. But I think it's kind of dumb that they I mean, they know you've got two versions of their game and that that you had to have paid for both versions of those games because they don't have a version that's like, oh, this plays on anything, right? They don't do that. So they know that I've got this over here and they know I've got this over here and they know that over here I paid for this enhanced edition and over here I got the basic for 59 I think that stuff should carry freaking over <laughs> to the other thing. Yeah. It's really funky 100%. that it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me that they did it that way. And maybe they'll rectify this. Maybe it's something that they just, it's an oversight. Like they just, oh yeah, right. Those aren't parody if, you know, for I mean, there could be programmatic reasons this happened. So I'm not. This isn't me getting all haughty at them. I'm not pissed at them or anything. I just think it's silly, and they sh- that's a thing they should a allow and b fix if it's a if it's a goof, because what? Yeah, a I mean, if to they're think.
1: gonna if they're going to tout cross save, right? They need to take into account the benefits of cross save, which is hey, I you know. I've done enough for you, Ubisoft. I bought your game twice. You know, like, it's not like you're even on the subscription deal, which this would probably work if you were on the subscription deal. It probably would have worked fine. Yeah, probably. Because they probably would have given you a parody version between the two, but you decided to give them more than enough. I, I feel like they just need to, and I think video game companies in general should do a thing where it's like, hey, you you pay for the ultimate edition, you unlock these features in the game, not because you're running, you know, in theory, this ultimate version, you've just now unlocked it across. And if you buy the game somewhere else, you know, you get it. But yeah. I think in reality, the that feels like a, a half step. I think the real step we need to get to is just, you buy a game once yeah, I'm with CD project you red. Want. You shouldn't have to buy the same game twice. Yeah. I, t- just, I
0: totally agree. Totally agree. You and buy Microsoft, it. You get it. By the way, Microsoft seems to share that idea, which is great. Cause a platform holder, uh, that's an important uh, person or uh, an important group to agree with that, that, uh, thinking. Uh, I hope Sony comes around to that idea and others. um, I think we're definitely headed down that path. If, whether people want to resist it or not, I think we're headed that way. So so anyway, this is frustrating on that point. But again, I, I'm not 100% convinced it's not purely just this account is a basic account. Or this game, this version of the game, the serial number is a basic account. Over here, it's an g- account with a bunch of extra stuff. And when you're on one, you get the one the one has. And when you're on the other, you get the one that has. But never the twain shall meet. I wouldn't be surprised if that's just straight up the case. But yeah. it's, it's, it's not great and they should fix it because in theory, even though I got a code, but let's pretend I didn't. Right. On the PC side. You would side, have
1: this issue whether you got a code or not. It doesn't so matter. Right. That, that doesn't impact.
0: Right. It. And yeah. so in the even, so let's just pretend that I paid for all of that and paid the extra 45 bucks or whatever to take it to that version. That money has been spent on the items that exist and they should exist in both places if the account is shared. It's just Weird. Weird. So anyway, uh, that was fun. You're all welcome. I'll uh, be submitting my papers to (laughs) science.com shortly, and I'll let you know what they say.
1: Published in many journals.
0: But here's what happened. This is so weird. So I end up going, all right, what else can I install on this damn machine? I'm going to just go crazy. I'm doing little games, small stuff, big stuff, middle stuff, just trying to put it through its paces, trying all the enhanced stuff, trying the stuff that was made for the new console, stuff that's made for Xbox One to see the difference blah 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 just trying it all and uh everything's working great no problems no issues no crashes no 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 burns nothing um but then i spied with my little eye i'm like oh right outer worlds i didn't finish that and i really liked that why don't i just put it on here <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. i did and uh this is you know the other obsidian game the one from a lot of the team that did Fallout New Vegas, one of my favorite games of all time. And um, I remember loving what I played, but it it got got just kind of lost in the shuffle of last year's holiday games. I just, you know, that's that sometimes happens. And man, oh man, did I play a lot of Outer Worlds this week. I played a ton. To the point that I felt bad that Viking Man was sitting there waiting for me or that my Druid was waiting for me or a million other things are waiting for me because I got sucked in this time hard. I decided to start over and i got i got really into it this time i'm reading every piece of text i'm asking every question i'm doing all the rpgness that i want um i've i've uh, i'm now further in the game than i was the first time i played it like i really i really went hard and what i hope they do cuz that game is definitely still an xbox 1 game it looks great i mean it's not like an ugly game by any stretch but i know they got better frame rate in there somewhere i know they do they just have to update it so I hope they do some of that, right? Like, I hope Microsoft, yeah. they may have they may have opened up a Pandora's box a little bit by saying, oh, yeah, you'll just, you know, if you bought this one, then you'll just get the new one for free. But what they don't tell you is, well, we're not necessarily making enhanced versions of everything or, you know, bringing them up to speed on everything. And I understand that, right? Well, that they, they wouldn't want to do that or commit to do that for every single game. But I would love it if this one got some love like that because... Really just frame rate is a little bit locked right now at a lower frame rate. And it otherwise is wonderful. That's a wonderful game and I'm loving it and I want to just keep playing it. I'm thinking about it right now and I'm going to help. Uh, what's her name? Patari, Pat, 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 Pat Marita, whatever her name is. My, Parvati. Parvati.
1: That's it. Yep. I'm going to have
0: her. I'm going to get, I'm getting her hooked up with some lady. It's great. Yeah. Um, the
1: space, the spaceship captain or.
0: Yeah. Forgot Whatever her name. her name
1: is the chief engineer. Yep. And I, got, I love that game. I got back good. into that game not too long ago. And it's the only thing I, that bums me out so much is I did the same thing. I was like, I'm reading everything. I'm going to get hundred percent into it. And I did. And it was so rewarding. And I got almost to the exact same spot that I stopped playing the previous time <laughs> and something else came out and I stopped in the same spot. So I have played that game done every side quest, everything I could do up to a little bit into Monarch. Mm. And then that's when I fell off the first time. And then that's roughly where I fell off the second time. And I'm just like,
0: well, if it wasn't for cyber,
1: I got to get back to it. If
0: it wasn't for cyberpunk, I would be, I'd be soldiering through. I think I'd, I think I'd just keep going and not, and not stop. And I want the new DLCs up on there. I want to play that. Um, I shouldn't say new. It came out in October, but but I want to just keep going. I'm really into it right now. It just keeps sucking me in, and I don't know why. I think it's a story. The story is really great, and I finally got over. You know, there's that thing we've talked about on the show before. How sometimes you need to play a game at launch, and then sometimes you need to put it down and then check it again later because you'll appreciate it outside of the hype bubble more. You'll you'll look at it for what it is instead of what everyone is talking about what it is, and you know, you're just a, it's just a more pure approach to the game, or at least it is for me. And that's what this playthrough's feeling like for me. Like I'm finally discovering the game that was there the whole time, but I hadn't fully embraced. And I right. I love that feeling. Um, But I realized what my problem was before. It wasn't around the hype of the release and, and it, it released with great reviews and all that. It's not like it was a negative thing. It's that it wasn't the wastelands of Las Vegas and the desert. Because this, these are the developers that I i i oh the guys who made new vegas are making a thing well this isn't a wasteland thing there's elements but it's not like that it's yeah get in your ship go to different planets land on the port figure out what the hell happened uh talk to a bunch of dudes in town like mechanics and stuff are there the rpg elements are there they're all there but it's a very different setting and therefore tone than what new vegas was and i had to get over that and i f- And that's what this playthrough has done. It's like I picked it up again again and went, oh, well, I don't have that baggage now. I'm not thinking about that anymore. I'm just playing this for what it is supposed to be instead of what I came into it remembering what they did before. So therefore, this should be the same. It's a weird psychology, but I'm glad I did and got over that hump because I am really enjoying that game. It is great.
1: Great. I had to do the same thing with Fallout 3. One of my all-time favorite games and I got it when it came out and I didn't beat Fallout 3 until after all the DLC was out. Yeah. I didn't become a fan of that game until long after they were pretty much done with it. And it was just sometimes you just have to you just have to come back to it at your own pace and find it and I found that to be especially true for games like Fallout. Right. Um that style of RPG you really have to be in the mood for it. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it's uh I guess I'm in the mood. <laughs> I don't know why, I just am. I think part of it is again, I got a couch, I got a blanket, I got a dog next to me. I got pillows propping my arms up, my neck's laying back comfortably. I'm like in a I place. still
1: I'm I'm picturing a pillow like under each <laughs> arm and you're just like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, there's nothing I like more than just being surrounded by mushy Oh, it's my idea of heaven. And, and I just, I haven't done that in so long. So it just was, it was nice. It was just nice not to be all crooked necked and sit in front of a computer for once. That's, you know, 10 feet away from my, or that's 10 inches from my face. Instead, I'm 10 feet away from this thing. It's a big TV, 75 inch thing. And, and it's, it's glorious on there. And, and I, and I'm not, I'm not feeling the normal like, oh, load times on consoles are so bad, or this disc is taking forever, or it's loud, or I'm not having to deal with any of that stuff. It's just all magically happening. That's what I think I love about the tip end of this new generation is both consoles seem to be aiming for something that is much more solid state and and standalone and not rickety and shitty. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're still they're still affordable, quote unquote affordable without skimping a lot on, you know, everything's plastic and everything's garbage and everything's everything. It's like, it just, we're finally at a better industrial design state for these standalone machines. And time will tell if, you know, they can pull off a strong generation or not, but I'm really liking this entry point a lot. So not something I expected to say, didn't expect to feel that way.
1: About. No, because I didn't expect to play any video games on the console at first. I was like, well, I'll get Valhalla. Yeah. Just because. Right. But then I got into it and I started doing the sort of the same stuff you're doing of just loading up a bunch of stuff and I thought, oh, you know what? This generation's gonna be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll actually be a lot like my my it's a lot like my PC mode of play now. Yeah. Just in a different format because they're giving me all this old stuff that just works because I still have it and game pass is a relatively new thing. But it, to me, it feels like just another subscription that I, if I use it a ton, it's totally worth it. And so far it already is like, it's already worth it. <laughs> like I don't have any complaints. I'm really liking it. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how that pans out. Cause I just think there's, and, and there's a stronger arguments on both camps, like Sony and Microsoft's, for these things becoming more workhorse generational devices that just keep it going and not necessarily restart the whole thing every time that's what I think I like about it i'm done with like throw out the old we got the new like it's there's something something about that aspect especially with the series x at this point that i really like and honestly i think sony's going to be compelled to go that direction even more as a result um just cuz i think players are going to want it so anyway so uh, all that psychology aside the last thing i installed and played a ton of didn't expect to like because in the past i've always fallen off pretty quick was destiny 2 which i guess tuesday is getting a massive patch to take everything next gen and uh so we're about to get like huge upticks in frame rates ray tracing for you know 4k 120 frames per second all that stuff that's all happening tuesday But I installed it as it stands today. That game's still really pretty. You'd never know it wasn't a next-gen game anyway. That's the weird thing about all these games. They all just look great. Um, But when did Destiny 2 get good, John? When did that happen?
1: Holy shit! I would argue that it was always kind of good. There's going to be people that staunchly disagree with that statement, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm. Uh, I think Destiny 2 was was pretty solid when it came out. In fact, I talked a friend of mine into buying it, and he doesn't ever play it, and I feel a little guilty about talking him into buying it. (laughs) But... it was solid. I really liked destiny too. And I played a lot of it at the start and then it kind of got, I kind of got to that end game and I didn't love the end game loop at that point. Yeah. And I fell off of destiny and then they made some updates and changes that cost the entire uh, cost of the game again. And if you paid that money uh, by all accounts, that version of the game was really good at that point. I never did. Uh, so I guess depending on how you answer that question, Scott, it either got good then and has continued to stay or improve, uh, or it was good right out of the gate. But I, I think you it probably, has always felt awesome. Oh like, yeah, as far no, as like it, yeah. feeling the the way of a shooter should, Destiny Two plays the way you want a console shooter.
0: I completely play. agree. It plays really great on console. It plays great on PC. Like that's never been an issue. Just the the minute to minute combat. Maybe the best there is, maybe that's a that's a tall thing to say. But like as far as a an ongoing uh, game, I would shoot. In fact, you know what would get me into freaking Fortnite if it sh- if it played like Destiny, then I'm in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! Just I know it's not the same. You're you know you're not fighting waves of AI and things like that, but it's just a just a really responsive even in its current state. I can't wait for this update. But I ended up playing a ton of that, getting pretty far and enjoying it like like in the story there's they've changed the, the whole introductory thing because i started a new guy all different it's all changed from launch um i don't know when it changed here's the beauty though okay this is the part i wanted to get to because john's right every time you want to play destiny it feels like you've got to pay another 60 bucks to play destiny right every time yep if you have game pass no longer true they have <laughs> the main game And it tells you right there, install the main game, and then do the install the expansions in this order. And then you go install whatever the Forsaken thing was, and then the other one after that, and then this new one, Ice, or no, what's it called? Frozen, or whatever it is. There's ice in it.
1: Wrath of the Lich King.
0: Wrath of the time of the time we killed the Lich King.com. Anyway, that one, install that. All of it for Game Pass free. There's no, you don't have to buy anything. So, John, I literally did it for nothing. All of it.
1: I might have to do this. I have wanted to get back into destiny ever since I started hearing people say it's really good, but we all know my feelings on paying for destiny. Uh, If you didn't make it good, I can't, I can't justify the cost. Now I can free. Turns out I can justify free. Scott do free. Okay,
0: good. Well, uh, if you do, we should uh, tool around in that and see if we can't like raid and do stuff like people do. What class even, do you play as? Uh, uh the Hunter. I like the Hunter.
1: So like the, they got capes?
0: Uh it's got a cape throws a knife. Uh
1: yeah. That's what I play. Too. Stabby
0: stabby. Yeah, probably probably very uh it seemed like the kind of class you'd go for. And it's still only the three classes, which really surprises me. I thought Destiny would have more classes by now, but in a way it makes sense because it's like we need a big bruisery type. We need a guy who's a little more uh, finesse, um, but does a lot of DPS. And then we need a uh, you know a magey person, and that's <laughs> weird it.
1: warlock shit.
0: Yeah, weird warlock shit, <laughs> and that's it. But I do like the hunter a lot. I've always played them. I played all of them at one point or another. But I really like the hunter, so I did that, and um, I'm digging it. Like really, truly digging it. And I don't know how much playtime I'm going to give it. Probably more than. I mean, if I'm gonna, I don't know. What's, there's too much shit out right now. I got to get Warcraft where I want to be. There, like, there's a lot to play, but what I played, and would Cyberpunk really me.
1: in seven days, Scott. Yeah, less all, than that.
0: We're screwed. We're screwed.
1: We're done. Yeah, we're like, done. don't plan on anything.
0: Yeah, everyone, just forget it. Go home. Eat your eat your dinner. All right. Um, one final question for you before we move on to this email. Do you see yourself continuing to play more Fortnite? And will it depend on what cool licensed product crossover they give you?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, the only reason I played was to, because I said exactly what I, what I said might happen to you. I said, there might come a day that I want to play Fortnite. Mm -hmm. and When that day comes, I'm going to be mad that I can't look like a Mandalorian (laughs) if I don't do this. So I went and I corrected that problem. I saw a future potential issue and I took care of it today. Yeah. Now I am feeling the temptation cause I'm sitting there and I'm looking at that, uh, that best car mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I got a shoulder pad. So mm-hmm. right now I am the, the kind of person that, you know, takes the baby Yoda job, but doesn't finish the baby Yoda job. Sure. I should maybe do the rest of these quests and get the rest of the armor and get myself all decked out. And I I see myself making progress on that. I got the shoulder piece. I've got one of five whatever MacGuffins I got to do to get the... I don't know why the helmet is one. I don't know what it changes because the helmet was already Beskar. But I'm on my way to unlocking the helmet upgrade. Um, and I'm kind of tempted. I'm like, I could deck him out completely and that would be really cool. And there's just enough stuff on the season pass that i'm like well that's neat that's neat like Mm -hmm. uh the little hang glider that comes out of your back one of those i don't know how it looks but it's the razor crest
0: oh that's
1: cool it's just a a spaceship and i was like (laughs) that's freaking awesome i want that so i might put in a little bit but like you there's not a lot of time there's a lot of things i'm interested in I could probably fill an entire show of what I've been doing in World of Warcraft, which is good, because I do a WoW show. Yeah, but like I've been playing a lot of that game. And so Cyberpunk's coming out. So it's kind of whatever I can do up till Cyberpunk. Yeah. And then all other games disappear.
0: You just a need the Beskar uh, uh, cod piece, and then you're good. Yeah. Forget about everything else. Yeah,
1: you don't want to take a lightsaber to the groin.
0: No, no. Nobody wants that. But they do want this. That's a good question. These are emails. We read them on the show. It's at talktothecore@gmail.com. At yeah, that's right. Super easy to remember. Write it down. Committed to memory. Talktothecore at gmail.com, And we got one from Crash Course. His last name spelled with a K. That's pretty cool. He says this. Uh, the subject is Game Pass. Hey, Scott, John, and Bo. Just wanted to drop you a quick note to say, 100%, I recently signed up for Game Pass because of Core. Oh. Hey, Microsoft, how about a little bit of founder's fee? Or finder's fee?
1: <laughs> yeah. Founder's we sent fee. him your way.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it says, it's a nice perk that uh, that Flight Sim was on there. I wanted to check it out, but would never get into it enough to justify the full price tag. Now I'm hooked with Wasteland uh, 3, and after listening to this, this week's show, I somehow find time to try Crusader Kings 3, which is also on there. Uh, for the $6 Canadian a month, you really can't go wrong, although at first I didn't think I'd go past the $1 intro offer. If they kept offering the great content they are, though, every every or every month, I will probably stick around. So far, they have done that. In fact, today, a whole new slew of new games up there, I noticed. I'm going to go yeah. check some of them out. Uh, it comes along at a time when I'm done spending $80 plus dollars on an Ubisoft title. I'm looking at you, Breakpoint, only to be over it by the time they fix it and make it the way it should have been in the first place. Breakpoint is pretty good right now, but yeah, it's ship broken. I do not, I do not, uh, as much as I like Ubisoft games, he is not wrong about that. Uh, I say this with great conviction, but I just know I'll be suckered right back into Valhalla. By the way, Valhalla is awesome and amazing. I still love it. You should get it. He says, I like Bo. Always said I'd never move away from Steam. I only have so much brain capacity uh, to remember what I'm playing and where, but I think Microsoft Game Pass may have stolen a bit of that attention away from me for a time to come. Thanks. I'd love to listen to a bunch of stuff on Frog Pants, but Core is the highlight of my week. Keep up the great work. Uh, Oops, wasn't so short after all, says Crash. Well, Crash, Mr. Bandicoot. um, Yeah, like it's, uh, I, I hate to be shilling for Microsoft all episode, but it is a crazy, stupid value right now. Whether that holds for long or feels as valuable later, you know, there's a lot of questions about where this ends up. But right now it just feels ridiculously good and i love it and it's the best value in gaming um it just is and i
1: saw some some people in chat say wow you guys sure talk a lot about xbox series x and game pass on the show it's kind of becoming about it i mean it's not it's not intentional we didn't sit down and go hey we need to make sure we talk about game pass every single episode but the reality is you know we all are doing our best we don't nobody sends uh Well, Scott, you get some stuff, but sometimes, yeah. In general, what video games I play are the video games I bought, right? You know, and same with consoles and all of that. And I, we tried to say, like, hey, for all of us, we all kind of looked at the next gen, and either in the case of Bo, decided, you know, not going to do it, or in the case of Scott and I, we both leaned Series X because of things like Game Pass. So, I mean, if Sony wants to send me a PS five, I am <laughs> not going to yell at them.
0: You're not going to turn that if, down. And the thing is six months ago, you and I were looking that direction way more than we were this. Cause Oh yeah. That's just where yeah. our heads were at. We we're like, well, okay. Can't wait to see what Sony does. And we know we love their first party games. And you know, like that's the fun of this industry. It ebbs and flows and it may affect what we're personally playing, but we'll always talk about everything. You know,
1: Yeah. I'm not know. opposed to speaking high praise for Sony. Um, you know, by all accounts, PS Five is an awesome little machine, and uh, people love it. I know a couple people with it; they think it's great. Uh, and if my mom buys one, maybe I can actually speak a little more firsthand about it. But, yeah, use that controller. Uh, that's finally. how I will find out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, I, w- I this probably doesn't need to be said, but um, a couple of years ago, I got complaints on uh, video game shows that all I talked about was Sony. So it shifts around, yeah. man. Uh, you know, what, what can I tell you? I mean,
1: we see it right now in the chat. Do you think it's problematic that you run a gaming podcast and none of you are going to be able to play PlayStation exclusives? It's not ideal, but we live in a world where we do a video game podcast and we can't afford every video game that comes out. I you also, know, that's, that's yeah. the reality of this. Yeah. You have to play what your interests are. Right. Now, if, you're, if all you care about as a listener is, I don't want to hear anything about Game Pass. I just want... I want to hear about Miles Morales. That's, that's the game I'm into, and that's what I want to hear. Then this ain't going to be a great podcast for you right now because <laughs> none of us are playing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you have to go where the attention is going to be. I would play it in a heartbeat if I could justify the purchase. Right. So and right now
0: we can't. We, it doesn't even mean that we won't eventually. Like, I, I mean, who am I kidding? There'll be a PS5 under my TV probably within 12 months. Like that's just yeah. how I just know that's how it's going to go. And when it does, that's fine. Um, but I probably won't rush out and spend 70 bucks on every game. Like I'm yeah. going to be real. I'm going to be a little more hesitant. I'll, there'll be flagship titles that I just have to play the new God of war. I just have to play it. And so sure that I can make that justification, but, but I also expect Sony to start to bring more value to the table as well. So, yeah, this happens every time. There's a new generation. Everybody wants to get all tribal about it. There's no reason to. We're just, you know, we're just where we're where we're at. And by the way, if you mm-hmm. want to be sick of us talking about a thing, wait until cyberpunk hits. That's all we're gonna want. <laughs>
1: yeah, to get about. ready for a lot of episodes. What'd you play, cyberpunk?
0: Yeah, and talk about. And, and we're not gonna care what platform we played it on. It's just gonna be what is that game and what's happening in it and what what are we are we liking it and like that's just how it's gonna be. Some may listen to today's episode and go too much wow talk. Do do it on your wow shows. Yeah, I learned you a long will. time ago. You just got to talk about what you're going to talk about. It's fine.
1: Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's going to be. And I'll probably end up getting Miles Morales at the very least on PS4. But, we, I mean, we can't play everything. I still have games that you talked about on Game Pass that you convinced me I had to play. Yeah. And I haven't gotten to. I've installed them, but I haven't gotten to it. And this email just reminded me, oh, yeah, I wanted to play Crusader Kings. Like, I really, really... Really wanted to get into that game. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard. There's yeah. so much to play right now. And I also and, wanna I uh, wanna get
0: back to that old world game on that's still on Epic only. Like I loved that. And they've done a ton to it. It's still on early access, but there's I want to check it out. I don't I haven't had time to go in there. So we're <laughs> usually said old
1: world and I thought the MMO again. <laughs> I've Not told you so you many times that, that I hate that name. Yeah, you hate it. You hate that title.
0: And you're not wrong. It's too generic. Maybe they'll change it. I don't know. I I think it's fine because I don't think of the MMO, but you're right. It's bad.
1: It is fine. It is, it, it's not. I thought it would be funny after I heard you and Dunaway talking about it. I thought it would be funny to agree with him. But then every time you say Old World, I go, what game? And I try and think about it. And I was like that MMO that came out. And then I remember, Oh no, it's the game that I gave you crap for being a bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then there's that other one, the other civilization like that. It's very interesting looking human kind. What is it? Human.
1: (laughs) What's that called? (laughs) Well, they've all got such unique standout names. It's a paradox. Bleed together.
0: It's a paradox published thing. And Oh my gosh, I can't think of what it's called, but that looks amazing from what I've seen. Like, those are going to kill me when those come out. But um, we all, all eyes to Cyberpunk for now. That thing will come out. It'll, what if it's terrible? Then we'll never talk about it. It
1: could be. We were like this with No Man's Sky, yeah. which is a phenomenal game, but in it it's current did not launched that way. Nope.
0: But in its current state, that game is amazing. Don't. And it's on Game Pass again, <laughs> if you don't already own it. But uh, that game is so good but it in 2016 had that launched with all that hype and and you know had we been talking about the stuff we talk about now on there we would have all been like dude what a stinker hole they effed yeah. up you know we would have been pissed so
1: and cd project red made one of the greatest games of all time in witcher 3 but Witcher 1 and 2 didn't exactly set the world on fire. They no. were a good foundation, a good starting point. So it's not like you can even go, well, every game they've ever made has been the greatest game ever made, and it's, therefore we know. It could be bad. It could be but bad. But we're all going to be playing it, yep. so we will all be here to either console each other or <laughs> celebrate together.
0: Let's find out together if it's bad, because we will. All right. Um, That's it. Send us your other emails. If you guys have thoughts or feelings or a response to this, the talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. Uh, Bo should be back next time we do a show. So don't stress too much about that. Uh, but say howdy to him on Twitter. That never hurts. He's over at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson. John is John. Underscore, which is loud. John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. I already said that. Hey, uh, don't forget. Also, you can support us at patreon.com slash core show tis the fuel in our tank that keeps this engine running and we really really appreciate a brand new month starting too and it's the month of christmas why not give back to your favorite video game podcast and then consider coming to us as well and giving us a little as well just kidding (laughs) i'm i know we are some people's favorite uh, game show and it makes me nervous when they say that but i'm really happy to hear it and uh like all these like spotify lists going around this week and i keep seeing core on a lot of lists and it's like whoa all right
1: yeah look at that nice been very nice. It's it's felt very good.
0: I agree. So keep that up. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You can visit that anytime. And of course, we record mostly on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Although today's Thursday. Uh, a little weird this week, but uh, usually then. So come watch live if you're able to. I think that'll do it. John, any uh, final comments or thoughts before we go?
1: It's not the best choice. Mm. It's Spacer's choice.
0: Oh, man. Now... I know what I'm going to go do tonight after this. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back next time. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.